0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the second episode of The Real Talk Podcast. Man, it's great to be back for a second week. For the Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Kilgore. I'm the pastor of Revive Church in Arlington, Texas. And if this is your first time listening to the Real Talk Podcast, you may have no idea what it is. Well, this is a weekly addition to our Revive Church podcast that you can find in iTunes or online on our website. Um, and this is a weekly edition called the Real Talk Podcast, where we're going to recap the message from last Sunday and discuss it, and talk about how can we apply it to our daily lives. Uh, before I get started, though, I do want to invite you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me by spelling my name correctly: S T E P H A. N K I L G O R E. That's right. S-T-E-P-H-A-N. It's what makes me unique. Uh, it'll give you a look at what's coming up here at Revived Church, give you a glimpse into my personal life and as well as everything I get to do here at the church day by day and lots and lots of pictures of my brand new daughter, Isabella Kilgore. Uh, Let's talk about last Sunday. We gave a message last Sunday, January 8th, called Presence for More. And we were talking about Revive Church's first core value. We will believe that impossible is impossible. And this is one of my favorite Bible verses, Matthew 19, 26. This is where we pull this from. Jesus was telling his disciples, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And we like to say that when Jesus used the word man there, it's kind of a pronoun, uh, not really, but it's kind of a pronoun for our use. And what men means there, what man means there, depending on what translation you're reading is human strength, human resources, and human ability. And we say where human strength, human resources, and human ability cannot achieve the impossible, God can. In other words, impossible is is impossible because with God, all things are possible. But we also said that to experience the impossible, we have to have the presence of God in our impossible. We have to carry the presence of God with us. And the way we get access to the presence of God or the way we get access to the fullness of life that God has for us is through his word, through what the Bible says about our lives. So let's get into a little bit of real talk. And I'm going to ask some questions or I'm going to answer some questions. I'll ask them and then answer them for you. Uh, The first question that came up after last Sunday's message was why is it so uncomfortable to pray what the Bible says and I think it really stems from why is it uncomfortable to even Find out what the Bible says. Well, the first reason really is because it's not natural. It is not natural for us to have to be patient for the things we want. Our society is the give it to me now society. That's how my generation is, and I know that's how my daughter's generation and future generations will be. We can get anything we want at any moment, anytime. I mean, McDonald's just started serving breakfast all day. I just found this out. I don't know if anybody else knew that. I can have breakfast all day if I want to, by going to McDonald's. I can have breakfast anytime. just give it to me now. That's so awesome. But unfortunately, it's kinda of trained us to think that we have to have things now. And so when we have to wait, no matter what we're doing while we're waiting, it's unnatural. And the second thing is because, well, not only is it not natural, it's supernatural. Our natural inclination when we get into a negative situation or when we find ourselves in an impossible situation is to just say no. It's to be negative. It's to think negatively. It's to complain about it. It's supernatural, though, when we can wait on God and we can pray what the Bible says over our situation. The second question that was asked is, how do I find some scriptures? Uh, Well, we said this in the message last Sunday. Uh, The real easy way to do this is ask Google, I get all of my information from Google, even my Bible information. Yes, I still have a leather-bound Bible, but I get to ask Google. When you search for uh, scriptures about, and then fill in the blank. scriptures about healing, scriptures about marriage, scriptures about finances, scripture about whatever, and then use recognizable sites like BibleStudyTools.com, BibleGateway.com, or even use your YouVersion Bible app. That's a great resource. Download it to your smartphone. It's the YouVersion Bible app, Y-O-U version. Bible app and they have Bible reading plans for specific situations for specific subjects and then always ask a friend or a pastor maybe a leader in your church what are some scriptures that I can use man those are great resources Uh, and then also another question that goes along with that is how can I do that consistently how can I consistently pray over my impossible using God's word well what I like to do is I like to set a reminder in my phone you know, technology is all around us. Let's use it. So I set a reminder in my phone. My calendar has reminders for me to pray morning, midday, evening. And then like we said last week as well, find somebody to hold you accountable. Get a friend if it, or get your spouse in on this. Get your family members in on this to hold you accountable to praying over your impossible Uh, Somebody else suggested this week, post notes around places you visit often. Uh, Post some post-it notes on your bathroom, those scriptures that you're supposed to be praying, put them on your refrigerator, your car. They even have waterproof whiteboards for your shower now, so you can write notes in the shower. Write your scriptures down in the shower, or write your ready for more, the things you're believing God for in 2017. Put those in the shower so you'll remember it. Uh, Make it a family event, not the shower, but the praying. Make it the praying, a family event, and have your family pray together over the things you're believing God for and pray those scriptures. It's a great way as well to train your kids about why we pray and how we pray. Um, One more question that came up, or two more, I'll do this one. Another question that came up is, is it wrong to cut out people who would tell me that this won't work? You know, this is a tough one because I know we want to love people, but there is a real fine balance between love and letting people run over you. So is it wrong to cut people out of your life who would tell you that this won't work? I wouldn't say that you need to cut them completely out of your life, but I would say you need to be careful letting people manipulate you into missing the more that God has for you. Sometimes, honestly, it's better to keep the vision in your own heart for a season. Sometimes when I'm believing God for things, I will hold on to it in my heart. I'll pray about it, but I'll keep it on the inside and I won't really share it with somebody who I know is negative until I see God move on. On it Because once I see God move on it, there's no denying that praying over it, believing God's word, putting my faith in God for it didn't work. There's no denying or it's no denying that it did work. God moved in a way that no one can deny and uh, you know I like to say this people can't tell you why something won't work if you don't give them permission to speak into your life. So if you hold on to your vision and you don't share it with them they can't tell you why it won't work. So that's one good way to do it. It's, it's uh, It's dangerous to cut people completely out of your life when they're negative or they don't believe the same things that you do because you may have a great opportunity to share the gospel, the message of Jesus with them by using your impossible situation as a testimony tool to them to say, hey, look what God did for me. He loves you the same as he loves me and he can do it for you as well. And then during this, this is the last question I'll answer today. During this, how do I avoid being discouraged? Man, this is such a great question. It can be so discouraging when you don't see your answer show up immediately. Like I said, we are a socialized, driven culture that says I have to have it now. Well, the first thing is remember this, God does not work on your timetable. God doesn't work on a timetable. God exists outside of time and space. He is God. He's all powerful. I know it's hard to wrap our minds around, but God doesn't operate in a timetable. He operates in seasons. So time, according to his his structure and the way he works is a little different than ours. You may not see an answer for six months, six years, or 10 years, or a decade, or or, or a score, (laughs) 20 years, but God may be working on something that Your season will be prolonged because God has to do something specific behind the scenes. So remember, God doesn't work on our timetable. The second thing is, continue to speak the word of God over your situation. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You won't always feel it, and that's absolutely okay. I give you permission to be upset when you don't see God move immediately. It's okay to feel bad. It's not okay to hold on to that feeling, because feelings don't always line up with our faith. But keep speaking the word of God out loud, praying it, And you'll hear it and you'll begin to believe it more and more, no matter what season you go through. And last but not least, I would say this, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't line up your timetable with somebody else's. Don't ask somebody else for permission to compare yourself to them. Don't look at other people's situations and say, well, God, why didn't you do this for me like you did it for them? They had a totally different season of life. God was doing something totally different. But be faithful. Keep believing. Keep your faith. Trust God that it is going to come to pass. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about our second core value at Revive Church, which is we will act in audacious faith and we'll be talking about poise for more. It's going to be a great message. So remember to invite somebody to be with you this Sunday. And if you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas, we would love to have you as our guest at Revive. Contact us through Twitter or Facebook and let us know you're coming. We'll hook you up with the VIP treatment. Well, I hope you enjoyed the second episode of the Real Talk podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday with another in-depth look of our weekend message from Revive Church. Until then, remember, go find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those. Be sure to share this podcast with other people as well as subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss an episode and if you'll do me a favor while you're at it rate and review this podcast on iTunes that really helps us get noticed more it'll get our name out there more and we would love to hear your feedback as well well again my name is Stephen Kilgore I'm the pastor of Revive Church in Arlington and I believe that when it comes to Jesus in our lives we should never be afraid of some real talk